Crazy, crazy, crazy. Good afternoon to you. Afternoon, bro. How's it going? I'm doing good, man. Where are you? New York? I'm in New York at the moment. Just chilling. Ready to do this podcast, man. All right. Good, good. Well, I'm um, kicking it with my feet up here in Miami. So um, it's always good to chat with you, man. It's always good to chat with you. All right. So, so let's jump right into these things. Um, I'm Jay Van Sharp. This is my partner uh, for 15 years, um, Kwesi Giasi. Um, we run this little shop called My Uber Life Consultancy. Um, we've been building companies and advising companies across multiple categories, fashion, music, art, hospitality, real estate, technology, et cetera, et cetera. We've also um, are avid educators on business, on wealth, um, wealth empowerment, and um particularly within the black, brown, young, and creative communities. Um, we want our people to get the bag and to build brands and companies to help secure their futures. Um, we're also active investors, um, and, 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 uh, and we hold several um, seats uh, through our company, other company called Wolf Capital. So um, we say that to... Uh, to, to to, to lend uh, some credence to what we will be discussing, Kwesi. Um And basically, this podcast is, um, is to be a wolf about your dream podcast, and it's really about taking all these stories and lessons, um, blood, sweat, and tears, and good times to help share these conversations that we've had with each other, with the wolves worldwide, right? with all of you worldwide, um, whoever's listening to this podcast. So um, some of these discussions we have, is to really just you know to 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 help you know help guide some of your moves um and uh, tell a good story too so um crazy we're going to talk about trauma and how trauma gets in the way of securing the bag and how trauma you know gets in the way of you making progress right it gets in the way of you becoming a success gets in the way of you building your business you know you know it just gets in the way you know so before we talk about what that really means, let's just really get, you know, I want to hear your definition. You, know, you and I always have these chats, you know, and, you know, with our team and tend to be very, you know, you know, inspiring or, 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 or thoughtful. So let, let, let me, let, let's, let's hear about what are your thoughts around what trauma is? Go. Well, for me, um, you know, I think trauma is any event that has significantly impacted you physically or emotionally that has left some kind of psychological residue in your life that is now affecting the way that you operate in your life. And ideally, um, it can have harmful effects sometimes, you know, how depending on how you look at it, um, positive effects, but it is something significant that has, you know, impacted your system that you haven't properly processed that is still kind of circulating in the back of your psyche or has seeped somehow into your subconscious and it now affects your outlook on, on life. It affects the way that you deal with people, how you deal with money, um, in various situations that may arise in your world. And these things, you know, can can keep you from from achieving what you consciously want to achieve. And and I think that's why they're harmful is because you're not necessarily aware of how those things are are manifesting in the way that you operate. And they can be become some kind of like um, self-sabotage scenario. But ultimately to me, it's just like uh, 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 an event that has affected you significantly, physically or emotionally. That's like the, the basic premise of it in my yeah, I, I, lo I love what you said about conscious, you know, consciously, right? So mm -hmm. trauma is like this subconscious thing, like running underneath, you know, the code. You know, and, I, and I'm not gonna make humans into a machine. I really hate that shit when these tech bros try to make us like a computer. You know, humans are not fucking computers. You know, we're not. 
but there's some similarity. Computers are similar to humans, right? Because they because they have a part of us, but because we made them. Well, humans are not fucking computers. So, but but to, but but to use the analogy, there is operating an operating system that is conscious, and then there's an operating system that is not so conscious, right? And that's where the trauma lives. Right. And some of these unconscious uh, um, realities can impact our conscious behavior, right? And even though conscious, like, you know, everybody wants to have money, right? Now, what we need to do to get money or, or to do to, to become successful or to build a company is different, right? So thank you for your definition of trauma. Um, I think that was I really, really... Say, just, just not to interrupt you, but I just want to say that that is my personal lived experience understanding of it it's not a clinical or psychological kind of expert opinion that's just me like look <laughs> this is this is no, what no. i feel you're you're, not, you're an expert because what the fuck is an expert right the the, the field of psychology was invented right by somebody sure, someone had sure. someone had to start the problem so <laughs> well, that's, my it, 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 that's my disclaimer that's my disclaimer I'll give you one, right? If you want, if you want me to give you, uh, if you want me to knight you as a, you know, PC, all right. This is America. This is a fucking casino. But anyway, right? so thank you for the disclaimer. Everyone who's disclaimed, but I'm um, the king of 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 the king of computers, all right, and um and Trump. All right. So, oh, but on a serious note, I mean, you know. So, you know, that conscious behavior is, you know, I guess it, it relates to you got to do conscious shit to secure the bag, right? You know, there's yeah. certain things to, to, to secure the bag. Um, so how about you tell me, um, and, you know, and share with us a little bit, because I, I think it's, you have an interesting thing on this. Um, what are some of the conscious behaviors you have to do to secure the bag, you know, or build a company? And, and, then, and then maybe you can say, you know, if you don't have these kind of like, behaviors, you'll be fucked. You know, you, you know, it, it will actually be a detriment to you getting the bag of building a company or, you know, or just being just some being someone as a part of a valuable, you know, team or, you know, or, or a company. Um, right. You mind sharing with us? Yeah, I, I can give you one right off the bat, right off the top. You have to be the kind of person that prioritizes paying yourself first. And really what that means is like whatever money you do bring in to develop a habit of, of immediately taking a percentage of it and devoting it towards investment or, or, just, or just saving it for, for emergency situations. But ideally, if when we're speaking about wealth, you can't get wealthy unless you're investing the money that you have, unless you, you're, you're taking earn money and and putting it into something that's going to create more earned money passively, you know, generate income streams for yourself or allow you to buy assets that, you know, grow in, in, in worth, right. That have what they call price appreciation. And, you know, the, the, the way that you get to do that starts with something psychological. It starts with a habit and a mindset and, some people don't have that mindset. Some people, as soon as they get money, they're immediately thinking about how they can spend it, you know, particularly on things that might be depreciating assets. So they're not even growing in worth or things that don't really have a use value other than to escape because you're, you're spending it on, on something psychological because you're, you're dealing with some kind of stress that, that you have no other outlet to, to, to engage in the process it. So if you're not dealing with some of these these traumatic events that are causing emotional stress and psychological uh, uh, burdens on yourself, you know, it makes it hard to do some of the, the wealth oriented habits that are required to to get to that status, to get to that level. So for me, number one is like you pay yourself first, you prioritize your future you always take a percentage of whatever money you earn. Doesn't matter where it's coming from. Doesn't matter how much. It's always the same percentage, and you immediately take it off the top, as though you were paying a manager. You know, it's like this third party in your head who's just like your your accountant. <laughs> you pay that person before you start, you know, going buying drinks or doing anything. So that that that's just one right off the bat that I could say. 
Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you're saying that trauma, right, creates this, you know, subconscious behavior, you know, these behavioral impulses or these actions. So, you know, discipline, right? You need to have the discipline or the wherewithal. Mm -hmm. um, and now, and we're not talking about people who, who may not not have the information, right? Or you know, sorry, is that double double negative? Who who don't who don't have the information, right? You know, so if you're talking about people who may have the information, like no fuck it, I'm gonna go and blow this bag before I invest or pay myself or think about my future, and that might be just completely tied to their um, the trauma of you know, let's just say for example, based upon your your, your description of subconscious. Maybe they were laughed at as, you know, as a child or bullied or picked on, or maybe they grew up poor. So they have this need to prove to the world that there's somebody. So they end up existing, you know, they're not subconscious, right? That, that, that feeling is subconscious that they have something to pick or prove to the world. So they spend their conscious life spending money on ways to, you know, basically have people think that they're special or important. And that, that behavior is completely tied to what you're talking about. Because really, when you get to your point where you deal, you know, you deal with your trauma or you, or, you, or, you, or, or, or you may not have that trauma, you don't really give a fuck what anyone really thinks. I mean, we do, but mostly we don't, particularly when it comes to this money, right, or this wealth, or, 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 our, or generational wealth, more specifically. Um, um, and I say that again, particularly for black, brown, you know, young creative people, and particularly with black and brown immigrant, right? You know, I'm, you know, I'm an immigrant. You're a first generation. Um, you know, we, we we grew up in New York City, um, and and with that being said, you know, the history of our peoples. You know, me coming from Venezuela, you, your family coming from Jamaica and West Africa. You know, Ghana specifically, and you know, the histories of our peoples have been one that's been traumatic, right? So. Some of that trauma is general is inherited as well. So, you know, a lot of times black and brown, you know, and 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 that population, you know, we have this subconscious insecurity, and not because of like someone bullying us, but literally because of our histories have actually, uh, uh, and not figuratively, but actually been insecure. You know, have been violent, have been you know, have been dangerous, have been. Uh, uh, um, uh, um, you know, crazy. And, and, I'm, and I'm not saying that other peoples in the world have not had traumatic situations. I'm just saying that, you know, one doesn't even have to argue about that, right? You know, how that works. Um, and, and how specifically, you know, uh, in the, this population that we belong to have, you know, have struggled with, you know, with all these different obstacles some being conscious, some being literal, and some just being just narrative or just psychological, you know what I'm saying, based upon our history. So, um, you know, so let's, let, let's kick the dot a little bit here to, um, you know, again, you're talking about how trauma helps you, you know, prevents you from gaining wealth or, you know, securing the bag. So, you know, you know, can you also illustrate maybe another way or two of, no, I guess I guess you know before we get into that, break down the difference between wealth and 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 and, and how you define wealth because I really want to connect the dot between wealth and and trauma, right? So, excuse me as I, as I jump around here, folks, but um, I think it's important to hear Quay's definition of wealth. I mean, it never gets old for me, to be quite honest. So, please share, Quay. Yeah, I mean, for me, wealth has always been about freedom, right? It's It's been about unbridled freedom, control of your time. Um, you know, I know obviously money is a, is a component in that, but it, it, it's really what, what supersedes the money, because I always saw money as a function to get to more freedom. What supersedes that is the ability to to kind of schedule your day, schedule your time exactly how you want to, um, to spend time with the people you want to um, and do the things that you, you want to do when you want to do them, 
you know, within within reason, obviously, you know, we all have certain obligations and responsibilities, but the idea is to kind of, you know, articulate your life on on your pure inclinations and to pursue certain passions and hobbies and 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 the expression of your creativity without any bounds. And oftentimes the bounds are time. That's like the greatest bounds because you're usually if you're you're working a nine to five or something of that nature, you're trading in your time for money. So when you alleviate some of the, the, the money constraint to that, all of a sudden you free up your time a little bit more. Um, but also there, there's just a lot of, even to the component of like being with the people you want to be with, doing the things you want to do, there's always a financial component to, to everything, right? So when people talk about like, you know, money can't buy you love, money can't buy you happiness. Well, money can like buy off the things that cause a lot of your unhappiness or, you know, money can create the conditions, you know, under which love can, can flourish and grow. Right. A lot of times your, your most memorable, um, your most memorable things with your loved ones are like based around like experiences that actually did cost money. You know, you traveling, you going to some kind of party or, or doing an experience together. There was some financial component to that. So I think a big part of the wealth is like being able to take care of the financial burdens that are tied to experiences with your loved ones, you know, cultivating more love, cultivating happy memories, um, taking care of the financial burdens without any stress being being caused, without any stress, you know, impacting your your psyche, you know, just being able to flow with that kind of stuff and just just do it. Um, so again, just to give some context to what I said about freedom, to me, wealth is true on an unbridled freedom and control of your time. Now there's conventional wisdom around how people see that, you know, what wealth is, where, whereby it is more of a generational thing, your ability to, to, to cultivate and develop the different forms of capital whether it be fiscal capital, cultural capital, social capital, symbolic capital, you amassing um, these things over time and then being able to, to compound them through the generations, you know, to see them grow and then through each generation to, to have some kind of procurement and, and, and stewardship of those things and to, to kind of pass them along. And to me, that's, that's the other component to wealth, where you're using these kind of resources, these, this kind of capital to impact the world, ideally in a positive way, right, to affect the systems that we live in, you know, from the legal systems, education systems, health systems, to solve global problems, um, and to use this capital that your family has accumulated, that you have accumulated, to do so. Um, and, and leave some kind of lasting positive legacy. That's the other part of the wealth side. But for me, it starts first with the freedom. And I think at that, at that definition, there's a lot of people who can achieve some semblance of wealth without even being a millionaire. I think there's a, there's a, a meta emotional um, feeling to being wealthy that has nothing to do with like, an absorbent amount of money, like millions of dollars. It has everything to do with like having enough money to really, you know, live out the the scenarios that I said, where you can control your time and spend it with whomever you want. Don't have to go to meetings when you don't want, like can just, you know, like right. spend more time with your, your family and your, your friends and that kind of thing. Well, well, that's, that's well said, man, because, you know, I love what you said that the meta emotional narrative and well, freedom so basically saying how does trauma uh, uh um how can trauma get in the way of your freedom and you know and how does trauma um you know make your meta emotions negative we see that all the time right we see that in you know you like what the fuck is wrong with that rapper or or rock star or you know mike tyson you know how did he blow mc hammer how did he blow 160 million dollars, you know, or 
you know, you hear about these old actors in Hollywood or, or these old, you know, athletes or whatever. They're like, why, why would that person do that, right? Why would a person with a perfect family blow up the whole relationship, you know? Why would someone, you know, who have like, these perfect kids, oh, not perfect, but you know what I'm saying? Like, a situation where it's like, fuck it. Like, you know, you're doing good. You're doing better than shit, you know. If you're in America, you're doing better than most of the planet. And if you're in America, crushing in America, then like, what the fuck is your problem, right? That, that's what that's what a rational person would say, a conscious person would say. But then you were like, a person is a little mature and was, you know, or has, you know, has your PhD like you do in psychology. Um, you know, you're like, like, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, you'd be like, well, okay, maybe this person has some trauma they haven't dealt with. Because why would someone blow $100 million and not have anything left? And, you know, and Mike Tyson talks about that shit. You know, he talks about, you know, some of this pain is from his childhood and, you know, you know, and, you know, being in, you know, in, in, abandon feeling of abandonment issues and you know what I'm saying feeling that he had to impress people all the time and feeling like he had to you know pay for friends and and you know and, and you're like damn that that trauma got in the way of his freedom right and now you know what I mean it, it, what it, it, and basically what he wanted was 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 a real positive meta emotions right that's what he really wanted and he probably didn't need a hundred million dollars to get that, right? If you, you know, you, you can, if you had a hundred thousand dollars and you had solid emotions, you're like, good, right? Like, I'm, I'm solid. I don't need to like go get a Bentley to feel like powerful. I don't need to live in the fancy place to feel powerful, you know? And, and, and then you end up just saving money. You have more money. You have the right kind of circle, blah, blah, blah. You have the right kind of money to invest. You have the, you know, you have the stillness in your heart to be able to understand you know, what things you can add to the world, what things you can give to the world, what the world needs, what, what, what things that, you know, you are good at doing, you know, all those things you probably have, you could do if you have, you know, positive emotions. And, you know, the reason why I want to have this chat with you is, you know, crazy, because oftentimes you see on TV or you read these books, listen to other podcasts, oh, this fucking guy is crushing it, or, you know, Hova just did this shit, and Naj is invested in that, and blah, 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 and, you know, he says bitches and hoe all the time, so why can't I, you know, let me say bitch and hoe too to get the money, you know what I'm saying? And, and you, you kind of have uh, all these examples in, in the landscape of, you know, people just making money off of trauma porn or, or being traumatic or, or, you know, or shitting on other people and all these different signs of, of trauma, right? Um you, you, you kind of have that in our society as a mainstay. And then you look at your life and be like, okay, why am I not getting things done? Why am I not securing a bag? Why am I building my companies? And, you know, a lot of it to do is with the subconscious algorithm, right? Because you and I know to, to, to be successful, you're going to have to do it all types of people. You're going to have to have patience. You're going to have to have discipline. You're going to have to have health habits. You're going to have to have, you're going to have to change some of the things that our culture has given us, right? We talked about this, you know, on another conversation we had, Quace, that, you know, our cultures, because of our history, our cultures have given us a lot of, I, you know, of, of, of tools, right? And, and the trauma of our cultures has given us tools of survival, tools of ingenuity, tools of, of resourcefulness, right? And some other cultures might call it ghetto, or, 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 or foreign, or, or third world, all these negative names, but, you know, we've been drinking coconut juice, we've been frying plantains, you know, we've, we've, you know, we've been figuring out how to, you know, take that and make that and flip that and, and do that, you know, we've been doing that as a culture. Um, so those are the positive attributes that come from trauma, because trauma can also teach us lessons. But some of the negative attributes of our culture is like, when people say, oh, black people or brown people, you know, are always late on, 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 on or, or, or they're lazy, you know, and you have all these negative things that come from the trauma that we have to, you know, correct and stand firm against. Um, and so, and not, and not as inherit that curse, right? And the curse of our people at the moment is that we don't own enough of our, of our time. We don't own enough of our, our environment. 
And if we don't do that, you know, then, then, you know, inadvertently you're still, you're still attached to those, some of those negative, negative narratives, you know what I'm saying? That keep us back, not, and not just us, but the next generation back, you know, cause it's, it's our, it's, you know, that, that's how progress is made, right? Generation by generation and, and vice versa, right? That's how progress is, 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 is destroyed is, is by generation by generation. So that was a mouthful. Um, but, you know, really want to, you know, put that out there, you know, after you just, you know, broke that down, really about, you know, how trauma, right, can, you know, culturally can also keep us back, right? So I think that's, those are, those are important. What you said was important to lay out because, you, you know, we need to, we need to be aware of the things that are are holding us back in order to remove them, right? You, you right. can't solve a problem that you are, you are unaware of. Um, so I think we need to be able to stare these things in the face. We need to talk about these things openly, normalize the discussion, talk about the ways to, to, to deal with them in healthy, um, uh, through healthier means, whether that be therapy or just, you know, being able to, to normalize the conversation amongst your trusted circle, like you and I, how we've been doing over the years. I think we've, we've basically given each other therapy for the last, you know, 15 years at this point throughout the right. trajectory of our entrepreneurship. And, and it's helped us grow substantially. You know, I feel, I feel like I, I've reached a level of, of peace and, and tranquility um, and more stability in my own psychology is just through some, you know, four hour chats that you and I have um, have had where we were extremely emotional, emotionally honest about some of the past things that we have gone through in our childhoods and, you know, the early years of our life. Um, that being said, I think just to, to spin it to the wealth chat and, and also to, to entrepreneurs, I think it would be helpful to, to lay out some of the, the, the red flags or the, 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 the spots of danger that could be getting in the way or will get in the way of you getting the bag that are probably related to trauma. And I think if you're an entrepreneur, you're, you're, you're a business person who's building something, um, or you're nine to five person working in a, in, a, in a professional environment, on some level, you have either encountered these things within yourself or within others around you. And absolutely, it's important for you to know that that's probably related to some trauma. And if not dealt with, will get in the way of you building wealth. And I think there's about eight different things that I personally have, have observed and feel free to jump in, Jay, and, and add to it. I, 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 you got it, man. You got it. You know, um, and, and I, but before you say, I want to just add, not yeah. also professional environments, also my, my brothers and sisters were also working in trades, right? Yes. You know, yes. You, you, you work in trade or, 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 or working retail, you know, wherever you're at, you know, this is the same shit. And I, and I want to just add this little, you know, this, this part, you know, someone making 100K a year working 60 hours a week versus someone making 70K a year working one hour a week one can argue who is more wealthier um, and versus the other, right? And, you know, we, keep, we know for a fact who has, who's more rich in terms of, you know, dollars, but who has the most time? And according to your definition of wealth, or, or crazy, which we tie into the whole wolf narrative, right? Um, we subscribe to that, to, to, to that notion that, you know, wealth really is um, on some level freedom, Right. So and, you know, want to make sure I added that piece before you get into the bullet list of the eight specific red flags that, that, that can get in the way of you having this freedom. So I want to make sure that we, we include everybody. You know, I want to make sure that we're inclusive. This is not some. No, no, for sure. Know, fancy, smancy chat. You know, we want to make sure everybody's can see themselves in this conversation. So back to you, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, that's an important point. Um, you know, I'm, I'm biased because I'm just talking about what I tend to deal with the most. But 
this is obviously something that affects everyone, regardless of your, your specific trade or station in life. Um, and I think, I, you know, I think that's important to say. So thank you for, for interjecting to do so. Um, that being said, again, these are things that I think, regardless of where you are in your life, you are going to encounter and it may be within yourself, you start to see these things emerge, or you may see it within your coworkers, friends, family, what have you. But just know that if you see that, that there's a, a strong likelihood that it's related to some past trauma and that that particular trauma absolutely will get in the way of, of building more wealth, securing the bag. Like this is something that, that you need to address um, and externalize so that you can properly deal with it. So one of the first things, and I think we've already touched on it, but one of the first things that comes to mind is when you start seeking external validation, when you're not able to, to validate yourself and you need to receive some kind of validation, acknowledgement, some kind of, as you put it, knighting, of, 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 of yourself by someone else in order for you to, to continue advancing, continue progressing, continue, you know, doing what it is that you want to do, it's going to be problematic. You know, you're going to find yourself spending more money than you need to spend. You're going to find yourself, you know, acting and performing for people in ways that may cause you more emotional stress, more anxiety, um, but ultimately, to me, a lot of it is just a waste of time. The amount of time sure. that you spend seeking validation from other people, you can spend working on your craft, you know, developing these kind of wealth-related habits that we spoke about, um, and just doubling down on how you're going to generate income and, and grow yourself in terms of your skill sets and talents and, and so on. Um, see, seeking external validation, I would say, is, is, is a big one. And that's why I started with it. I think it's at the top of the list. Um, but I definitely think it's related to trauma, related to some abandonment issues. You know, I'm not going to get into the full psychological uh, uh, download, but it's something that needs to be dealt with and you need to be aware of it. Um, number two is choosing the wrong friends and romantic partners. Um, you and I have spoken about this before, about and we've written about it before about having the wrong, specifically when it comes to friends and romantic partners that you feel you have to consistently perform for and you need to, to do uh, a, a large or some kind of extravagant gestures, spend a lot of money on a regular basis, right? You can do those things every once in a while. I think that's good for, for every relationship, but if you find yourself like that's the, the standard is to do those things in order to keep these people happy, to keep things stat quo, that is probably related to trauma, probably related to, to some external validation. But more importantly, that's going to keep you from getting it back. Because if you're constantly performing, number one, you're, 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 you're again losing a lot of energy. There's a lot of anxiety that comes from constantly being on stage. Um, but also just from a wealth standpoint, again, there are certain things that you need to do in terms of paying yourself first and being more conservative with your money, prioritizing the growth of your money over like spending on, on luxury experiences or luxury things that may be depreciating assets or have no real use value. Um, wealth creation requires a lot of focus. So if you're with someone whether it be friends or, or romantic partners who are not on that same page and you're just with them because you're trying to fulfill some kind of self-esteem issues. Hello, hello. Yo, wait. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry about that, guys. Um, Wi-Fi issues, you know. 2021 shit. Um, Quaze, you want to roll about, about the... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to just... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll through these. Um, I think most of the people who are listening can probably get the gist of what's, what, what's being said here. But um, I left off on number two, which is choosing the wrong friends and romantic partners. You know, you got to have the right people around you 
if you want to build wealth. I mean, it really just comes down to that. People who support your value system, who are also trying to build wealth, you guys are sharing codes, all that's super important. If you're not, there's probably something deep-seated going on there, some trauma that, that you need to deal with. Um, number three, which is about self-esteem and confidence issues, I think that goes without saying, you know, every situation, just about any situation that you could think of that relates to building wealth, you need to believe in, in yourself and what you're talking about, believe in your, your, your approach. You got to be confident. I mean, it, 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 it's, that's a multi-use kind of energy. So that, that's number, number three. And I think that's an important one as well. Number four is, is a poverty mindset or, and or an extreme fear of poverty that causes a kind of anxiety. There are certain things related to building wealth that require patience. Um, and again, also require certain mindset, like we, we said earlier about, you know, prioritizing your, 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 yourself first, paying yourself first. These things are not congruent with, with a poverty mindset. You know, poverty mindset is often very short term, is very survival based. Um, right. and wealth requires patience and time to let things grow. You cannot be anxious about like your investments, for instance, you know, how people like see some bad things happen in the market and they're like trying to sell their stuff quickly to, 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 so they don't lose money. Um, they don't believe earnestly in what they're doing. So they're, they're constantly on this shaky ground. Like, you need to be firm. So I think these, these kind of areas of, of trauma can really get in the way of, of the, the mechanics that are required to actually build wealth. Right. Um, number five is physical and, and verbal abuse projection. You know, on some level, you need a little bit of aggression to, to build wealth, you know, to, to be firm in deals, to ask for, for what you want, to speak confidently. There, there's a little bit of aggression that is required in that process. But when you, when you become an asshole, basically, when you just become abusive and, and you're talking down to people, you're being condescending, you're overly controlling all these like negative, you know, abusive traits, um, verbally speaking, um, that projection, a lot of it has to do with some, some childhood stuff, lack of power, you trying to exert power over people. That's, that's trauma stuff. And the reason why I say this is, is getting in the way of, of, of building wealth is because on some level you, you need to have harmonious relationships with people and be able to maintain them over time in order to give yourself a better chance of building wealth. A or, building, of, or, or, or building a business or building a career, you know. Or, or yeah, build, building a business or building a career, just building anything. I think just in right. life, you want a to family, build a, a family, family, anything. Yeah. Any, anything you want to do in life, it, it centers around your ability to, to interact with people in a healthy way. So if you're, if you're an abusive asshole, that's just not going to happen period. Um, whether it's verbal abuse or, or physical abuse. I mean, physical, of course, that's the obvious one. But verbally, you know, people don't want to do business or be around anyone who's like that. So that's that's for sure trauma factor. Um, the sixth one is about learned prejudice or hatred. You know, right. a lot of prejudice and hatred comes from a lack of self-esteem this, this inferiority complex, all of these things that, that you, you might have received traumatically at some point in your life that you're now projecting onto other people. Um, and it's very similar to the, the whole being an asshole, being abusive. I mean, if you're, if, you're, if you're intolerant with people and you have prejudices and hatreds, that, that's closing you all, that's walling you up to a tremendous amount of opportunity. Not to mention the altruistic energy of just like being being a piece of shit, you know, like the, the world doesn't need more racist, more misogynist, more more homophobic people. You need to to cultivate harmonious relationships. You need to develop the skill to see. And, 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 and yeah, I mean, I mean, it's like it's like it's like, you know, like whatever i don't know what one of the babies you know was that rolling loud here in miami you yeah, know the baby, and, yeah 
And, exactly. and we on, he's, he's on stage. And, you know, I, I mean, I wasn't there. So I'm not going to speak on it. Yeah, neither was you know, I. Neither here or there. But, but from what, yeah, from what he zeitgeist. said, but it's, it's in the zeitgeist, zeitgeist, right? And basically, like, why would you say shit like that? If, you know, I mean, I'm not saying it, but anybody. I mean, who cares, right, what people are doing, what dicks they're sucking or whatever. Why would you? And, and to me, that's all trauma, you know, or, you know, trauma and triggers that are subconsciously having people to exert them, you know, exert themselves in a certain way or have people, you know, have these, you know, become highly opinionated assholes, right? Like, like that's not your lane, you know what I'm saying? And I know even though hip-hop is a genre, it's, you know, very, you know, polarizing and political, and that's the way it should, you know, wreck itself, but, like, there's a responsibility. So I think that's a great example of just something that's in the zeitgeist right now, you know, or that, or, 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 or uh, uh, um, Simone Biles, right? May I pronounce your name wrong? Is this Simon or Simone? What's the name? Sim what, what's uh, it? Simone. I've heard it. Yeah, Simone. Yeah. So Simone, oh, same thing, right? Like she's saying, like, well, I'm not in a good headspace, right? right? I can't. I, I don't want to deal with these assholes right now. I, I need to take care of myself. And she just takes a knee and says, "Fuck it, I'm out." On the Olympics, right? So like, yeah, th those are examples, man. But, but please do continue. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that number six, learn prejudice, hatred. You know, again, that's. You, to be wealthy, you need to, I mean, and people can argue about this, but I personally feel like the kind of wealth we're talking about where you're, you're it's a, there's a freedom, there's a harmony to to how you live your life. And more importantly, there's peace of mind. Peace of and mind. Yeah. There, there, there's, you know, and I didn't say that more clearly before, but like, I think part of wealth is peace of mind as well. Like there's a spiritual component to feeling good about how you're living your life and to, to basically minding your own business and, and maximizing your own happiness and joy. I don't believe anybody who's like hating on anybody else, who's prejudiced, who's racist is in that state of mind. Like I, I don't think you can be a person who is of peace in your mind. If you hate other people, if you're racist or misogynist, like that requires energy that there is yeah. an internal conflict that is constantly going that you can't resolve because no matter what, even though you might hate those people, those people are here. They're not going anywhere. So what's the, what's the end game for that? You're in a constant right. state of unresolved pain because it's, a you're, job. You're, you're, it's like a, 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 a job running in the background that you can't ever finish because you hate someone and you're, right. you're prejudiced against them. It's stupid. So that to me, that's going to get in the way of achieving wealth. Um, number seven is, and it comes from this, this idea that I, I heard about from, from speaking to my mom, you know, old, old adage about children should be seen, but not heard. That I think is a very specific kind of trauma that relates to communication. If you can't properly and, 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 you know, honestly communicate what you're feeling, what you want, um, to express yourself. If you just have poor communication in general, it's going to be very hard to build wealth and get to that back. Because a lot of what wealth is, is about developing skills that allow you to overcome significant challenges and obstacles to, to generating revenue and generating money um, and building relationships. And all those things are a function of good communication, whether it's like you commanding the the your worth in a, in a in a meeting or a negotiation asking for the right kind of money you know and and enforcing the kind of deal mechanics that you know is going to generate you the kind of you know income that that you are worth or you're in a a, a relationship where you need to communicate your feelings and and the, your likes and dislikes and be honest about that or you know you know, be forthcoming with your, your shortcomings so that you can be more yourself and be more relaxed and comfortable in certain exchanges. All of that is a function of communication. So, right. right. And let me add, let me just add that, you know, you can't build trust, right? You can't get the deals. You can't get to opportunities. You can't understand people. You can't understand markets. You can't, you don't know how to market. You know, you don't, you know, these are things are all tied to people, right? You can't right. communicate. Right. And, you know, trauma might have you seen some different shit. Right. Like your, your trauma might create some ego facade or might have you feeling like you're the 
the you know the, the, the king with no clothes, right? You think you're the man, but you don't know you're looking crazy, right? You just don't know you're looking crazy because you're in your own head and you have a bunch of yes people around you. And before you know it, shit blows up. And you've seen so many versions of this in business, uh, in entrepreneurship, in, in pop culture, in history. You know, it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's one of those timeless tropes of shit just keeps happening. Uh, and, and, and a lot of it got to be tied to trauma. And, you know, and a lot of people don't really see that connection, Quasi, because, you know, you see these business books about, um, you know, you see a bunch of business books about money and, and, and discipline and success, right? And then you see a lot of content around, like, entertainment, you know, movies, music, popular culture. But, and, 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 but no one's really connecting the dot on, what, on, on, on what's really motivating you know, all these behaviors that we're seeing, right? Or, or no one's, especially in the business world, no one's really connecting the dot with why people aren't doing, you know, X, Y, and Z to achieve their goals or to, you know, or to guide their companies in a certain direction or way. You know, no one's really taking the elevator down to the subconscious mind and say, okay, what the hell is happening down there? What's preventing, you know, John, Jacob, Jose, Jennifer, you know, or Jared, from from doing you know from doing what they're supposed to do, why they're infighting, why they're lazy, why they're you know disloyal, why they're dishonest, why they're all these you know attributes, why they're procrastinators, you know why they don't play with good well with others. So I think a lot of those things, um, that connection hasn't been made, um, and you know that's why we want to have this conversation to let like, people understand like you know you got to heal your shit. Gotta heal your shit, but um, I'm sorry, Kukui, did I cut you off? Um, no, no, I, think, I think I think you just added to it, and I think it's important to, to say what you just say or just said, um, whereby it's not a normal aspect of of work culture. Although maybe at some of the higher levels, you're seeing organizational psychologists that have a role within a company. Where, or performance coaches who are working with top executives where they might delve into that kind of stuff. But, you know, it's, it's, it's nowhere near a mass normalized uh, aspect or, of work culture. Or, or kids in school, right? Or kids right now at home because of COVID and shit, right? Like, right. like you know, that's a, that's a trauma that all these kids are going through. Like, so it's, it's not going to be something that's like, like affecting groups of people now. Right, if this something that's going to affect an entire generation of fucking kids around the planet, it will have an impact, right? Oh, kids, yeah. Are, oh yeah, you know, kids haven't been in school for one year. You know, kids are scared. There's, you know, all types of propaganda. The world's over. Like, so you know, it's gonna it's gonna create some impact on what people do. You know, again, trauma can be a, a great motivator for people to actualize, but trauma a lot of times can create these like, you know, ghosts you know, these boogeymen in your subconscious that prevent you from being the, your best version of yourself, you know, prevent you from being um, a wolf about your dream, you know, it, you know, it just prevents you from, from being awesome, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and uh, you know, I believe, like you said, a lot of people who are prejudiced, a lot of people who are, are, are just in a, you know, just negative or just in their own way because it's basically someone heals shit, some trauma in their subconscious, right? So, um, yeah, man. Yeah, it's an awesome chat. Yeah, I think I think just to squeeze out the last one, you know, for me is is really about like if you were let's say uncool as a in, in your childhood or you know, spotting someone who seems to be like recreating too much nostalgia, like recreating the past too much. And this is something that we you and I have discussed about you can kind of see where someone may not have had the kind of childhood that uh, that you know others may have had, where they 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 wanted to be the the, the cool guy or the the head cheerleader, the popular girl in class, whatever, and they weren't. So when they get older, they get a little bit of money, or they have some some um, some new status. They 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 use those those resources that they have now to just recreate the same almost the same kind of conditions that they had in their past and they just are now living out their past. They're no longer looking to the future. They're not innovating. 
They're just doing what they would have wanted to do when they were a kid, but at the age of like 35, 40. And some people, you know, might call that like midlife crisis or, or, or just have a, a bunch of other technical names for it. But to me, I just see that as trauma, you know, like if you, if you're, if you're overly, and there's nothing wrong with nostalgia and there's nothing wrong with like, you know, looking back at some of your childhood memories fondly or just, you know, reflecting on those things. But if you're living out your past in your present and doing those things, thinking about not, maybe not even thinking about the future, but just thinking about those things, period, then that's, that's a problem. That's going to get yeah. in the way of wealth, of wealth creation. That's poverty, you know. That's poverty. Quace, yeah. This is this is this awesome chat, man. Thanks for connecting those dots, um, ladies and gentlemen, and boys and girls, rock stars and and badasses around. Um, you know, I guess the last thing I'm gonna say, you know, you know, is how do you heal this trauma? Well, you know, prayer, meditation, fasting, therapy, all these different things would be great starts. You know, running, exercising. Um, drinking water, but it starts with actually just having a discussion, you know, um, and, you know, I will leave what we'll, we'll end it there um, because this, you know, the first step is, is to understand that there is a connection between trauma and, you know, building companies and trauma and, 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 and securing, you know, securing the bag and connecting the dots and, you know, all these different things and understanding and, in, in living your best version of, of your life and, and having your, you know, a success narrative being, being your narrative versus a, a, a self-deprecating failure narrative um, being your dominant, your dominant energy, right? You, everybody wants to live a good life. We want you to live a good life. I want to live a good life. Shit. You know, why not? You know, life is, life is short and sweet. Why live it in a fucked up way? So, you know, trauma gets in the way and we all have it. Um, even people like ourselves who are veterans in the business game at this point or, you know, people who are educated, people who are tall, short, small, you know, long, you know, all kinds of people have this shit, you know. So we want to have this discussion so people start connecting that dot between, you know, you know, unhealed emotions, insecurities, and we all have them, and how that prevents them from doing what they want to do, particularly in the, in the arenas of business and finance and entrepreneurship and brand building um, and career building. Um, so, you know, we all have it. Recognize where it is. Recognize what, what habits are negative in your, in your way and, 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 you know, recognize what, what's slowing you down. Um, and, you know, reach out to us. You know, you can always reach out to us and, you know, and we can have these discussions. Um, you know, I want to be the best version of myself for my, for, my, for my wolves, for my team, for my clients, for my companies, you know, Quasi, I'm, you know, feels the same way. Um, so, again, this chat was to have that discussion. Um, until next time, folks, um, Quasi, thank you again for your insights, bro. Um, for, for asking me the questions, man. It's good. Um, good chat. Yeah, we got to keep having these chats so people can share. So, um, everyone, we'll talk to you soon. And uh, uh, thank you for joining us. Until next.